better go and put in work. On a roll, how a roll, better go and put in work. But I look so fresh every time I put in work. Hey there, this is Brandy. Ronay. And you're listening to Working Wild Black, a real dialogue about being black women in the workplace. Stay tuned for more. Hello again, and welcome to our first episode of our show. So glad to have you with us. Before we begin, we want to send out some well wishes to our third black girl magic mistress, Miss <laughs> Shelly, who's at home with a girl I had too much Ciroc diagnosis today. Uh, so we miss you, Shelly, and yes. hopefully you'll be with us next week. Yes, thank you for tuning in. So let's get to it. We've decided that the topic for our very first episode should be the why matters because we think it's important to have a conversation about why we even felt the need to create this podcast in the first place. Exactly. I mean, while we'll have tons of specifics and we'll get to those later, I want your listeners to know the history of our struggles that promoted our creative juices that got it all flowing to know why we had to have these sister girls I need to talk moments. Okay. Also, we think it's important to seek some solutions that we think will be beneficial to our listeners who may be having similar experiences. Keep in mind, though, that these experiences aren't limited to, like, one particular setting. Um, It's just experiences that impact all black women, no matter what your socioeconomic status is or where you're working. Whether you're the CEO or the entry-level person, the corporate world or education the healthcare, fast food, <laughs> retail, folding up some shirts. Yes. Anything that is making that money. We believe <laughs> something in our show will resonate with you. Exactly. So just to give you a little bit of backstory, it was a typical Saturday morning. We were texting in our group chat. You know, every work crew has the work group chat, right? <laughs> so we're texting our group chat, really just grateful to be home and taking in a Saturday morning instead of being at work. When Ronnie shared a cartoon image meme of this worker that was experiencing burnout. Yeah, she was completely frustrated, unproductive, bags on her back, (laughs) on her arm, and under her eyes. Yes, and the sad thing about this image is that we all identify with the image. Like, several times I remember looking at the image and it just really resonated with me because so many things, like the little blurbs coming out from the image, like, I could identify with as a worker. Not only were we feeling burnt out and undervalued, we were frustrated with the way in which our position as a black woman hindered our ability to advocate for ourselves without being labeled as negative or a tough cookie or feeling like we would compromise our potential promotion Mm -hmm. just for saying how I feel. Um, and it's been difficult to work and to please those around you. Absolutely. It's like when those cultural manifestations of like who you are as a black woman kind of come back to haunt you. And for me, it ultimately had me feeling like, man, how many more meetings do I have to sit in where my white colleagues are eyeballing me and waiting for my response on a critical or controversial subject? Like, I can't tell you how many times I've purposely sat in a meeting and said nothing just so I wouldn't be mislabeled 
even when I had good questions or valid points or concerns that legitimately deserve to be addressed. Pick me. Exactly. And let's be real. Some of our most challenging experiences at work have been at the hands of other black women. Woo. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. So after a few text messages where we were venting about our frustration, this podcast, The Baby, was born. Woo! <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Again, uh, like we said earlier, this is not a place to complain, but a form to bring attention to what it is and what's really going on in the workplace for black women. And to create a space for solutions and tips and support. Mm-hmm. I would not make it without my support unit mm-hmm. around me. That's These real. three ladies who are on here with me, get me through it, let mm-hmm. me tell you. But we need to know how to balance that and still do we need what we need to do to pay the bills without being frustrated and fear of being fired at the same time. Indeed, and I think as such, this is that moment where... Like, we got to be real and transparent about it because, you know, we had that initial, oh, my gosh, this is, like, such a great idea. We we have to do this. We got to create this authentic place for black women to speak. And then while we were, on the one hand, really here for it, we were all of a sudden scared, you know, to move forward with it. And so I got to just put it out there in terms of talking about our fears. And for me personally, with creating this podcast, my number one fear and I had like three was first and foremost, like with other people listening to us, consider us racist. It's, it's, you know, there are going to be times when we're talking about things that, you know, are our experiences working with, you know, our white colleagues or, you know, white supervisors and things of that nature. It's not at all that, that situation is okay every white person I feel this way about it's kind of only specific to those situations and it was a definitely a thing of not wanting to alienate those who we are already allies with so that was definitely a fear for me just not being deemed racist um or to alienate those who I was close with I also didn't want to get fired <laughs> like I don't want anyone <laughs> listening to our podcast I mean still. at the end of the day um you know with my reputation you know being super important to me and definitely the need to still pay the bills I definitely just didn't want to be fired um and then I also like I said with regards to having those allies in the workplace didn't want people to you know, falsely assume, oh, she talking about me or she's talking about this place she currently works at. And so those were my fears. Rhonda, what were some of the things that, you know, you were thinking? Agree. Um, I think it came down to not only racism, but knowing calling a spade a spade. Mm-hmm. It's difficult sometimes as a black woman to say the word white mm-hmm. when white people are that mm-hmm. white. Mm-hmm. But feeling like if I call this white woman or this white man white, I'm racist. Right. Um, but that's never the case. And I, mm-hmm. I think a fear was also the fear of showing that the importance of working while black mm-hmm. did not diminish the importance of working while white. Right. Um, but that I was only speaking from my experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm very young in the professional mm-hmm. field. I 
didn't too long ago graduate from B. Morgan State <laughs> University. I say too long, but it's about seven years. Um, but being new and fresh in the working field, it's hard to be that person that's taboo mm-hmm. um, and to poke at the bear without fear that the bear is going to bite right back mm-hmm. at you. Um, and so I think that was always a fear for me mm-hmm. is that I'm fresh and new mm-hmm. um, and growing and flourishing mm-hmm. within my right. career. Um, but didn't want to put a target on my back oh, yeah. too soon. Um, but experiencing that a lot of black women who I like to um, look to as mentors mm-hmm. have had that target put on mm-hmm. them. And I didn't want to be associate. I didn't want to be guilty by association, mm-hmm. but also didn't want to be silent. Like, mm-hmm. My mom didn't raise me to not speak mm-hmm. up when something wasn't right. Mm-hmm. And I like to talk. And make jokes. Um, and so the fear was that folks would finally see that those jokes that I made weren't jokes, mm-hmm. but the truth. Right. So those just so happen to be two of my fears for sure with this. So for me, for moving the pa- moving past it, and Ronnie, maybe you can speak to this. I, I feel like you kind of touched on it a little bit in terms of like the not being silent part. But for me... The I guess the biggest thing that made me say, okay, I've kind of got to bite the bullet and go ahead and do this was focused on unpacking the very fact that I was afraid in the first place. Like, why do I have to be afraid to share my experience and the fact that I am afraid to do so or at that point was afraid to do so? really meant so much more in terms of it being necessary that I do use my voice. Um, I honestly just shouldn't have been afraid to have authentic conversation about my experiences. Um, And I also shouldn't fear how uncomfortable my reality makes someone else feel like this is my experience. I can only speak from my experience. And so the very thought of considering how my experience makes somebody else feel means that my voice was going to be lost Mm -hmm. and I didn't want my voice to be lost trying to keep the person I could potentially offend happy. Mm -hmm. So for me, that was like, okay, I got to do this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think for me, um, not only am I a bonus mom of a special seven mm-hmm. year old, um, and I tell her to be courageous in what mm-hmm. she does, mm-hmm. um, and to stand strong in what she feels and what she says, even if your knees buckle and mm-hmm. your voice cracks, um, I need to walk that walk mm-hmm. that I'm in if I'm going to talk that talk. Oh, yeah. Um, and the fear did not outweigh the courage mm-hmm. in this sense um, and so I think that's what I just had to tie these Jordans up tight <laughs> right and get down to it um and and just kind of know that not only am I supported by a network of sisters at work mm-hmm. um but a network of sisters on this podcast and hopefully reaching out to a new network mm-hmm. of sisters, brothers, cousins mm-hmm. um, that feel the same way mm-hmm. um, and so that they could get over that fear too. And that's real. I love the fact that you mentioned just the, the who else is watching because and who was I raised to be because mm-hmm. that's almost like a whole nother topic. My grandma Okay, raised. that's not who she raised me to be. You know I'll say it in a heartbeat. So speaking of topics, let's talk about some of the topics we'll be um, discussing. I think right off the bat, one of our 
um, topics coming soon is going to be white girl victimization. And in this episode, we'll be reflecting upon our experiences and our challenges in working with white women. And again, it's not all white women, but for those who do, mm-hmm. who conveniently <laughs> become frantic. You know who you are. <laughs> you do know who you are, who become frantic and intimidating and suddenly unable to do their job. And I think also in looking at that, um, unpacking our almost innate response responses as black women to become fixers of everything, you know, like it's not Olivia Pope. <laughs> exactly. But okay. like we just we want to fix it. And I think, you know, sometimes these women, you know, oh I can't and you know, we step up and show out. But that's you know, we're gonna save all of that for the episode. We'll also discuss we'll be discussing flip flops versus mm. flips. <laughs> and the whole dress code frustration because yes. listen these hips <laughs> yes <laughs> in dress pants will still be hips that's right and yet sometimes our white count- counterparts mm-hmm. will come in in the yoga pants without the hips and i i would have preferred to wear the yoga pants like, it's just it's just a comfort but I, I can't i can't get away with that i can't at you know, all you'll, you'll send me home you'll send me home and so how many times have we been <laughs> sent home for uh, the things that we wear, but then to walk into a meeting and to not only see the same thing on someone else, but on a leadership perspective. Wow, like almost body shamed. Like, <laughs> this is how I'm built and this is what it looks like. Built. Totally self-conscious yeah. of my outfit. So in the morning, waking up, feeling like, who can I wear this? Mm-hmm. Will I be sent home? Because I need this money. Exactly. I know y'all feel us on this. And so we'll also be discussing the limits on our black girl magic. Because I love sparkle. And I just need you to know this extra sparkle is going to cost you. Like how many times have I been asked or am I going to be asked to complete a task that's well beyond my pay grade to help you look good without you incurring any of the added stress? And the last teaser topic is going to be managing up or quitting. This is one for those listeners who know that you can do what your boss is mm-hmm. doing, but you st- you just don't get the payment mm-hmm. for it. Um, and how you can do it better than your boss, how do you manage your boss to do the job that they're supposed to do? Mm-hmm. And then just thinking, too, like when you work with that boss that wants to, like, publicly get that shine for the brain power that you've been exerting behind the scenes right tell me behind the doors don't tell me in the group. exactly don't don't say it out loud girl can hear why do you do that at? okay so what about new titles and big heads in other words working with black supervisors who value the counter the opinions of their white counterparts rather than the experiences of those in the trenches doing the work I mean, think about it. And and this one also really resonates with me because you, you know, you have a supervisor might be like a black female and you think that your commonality will lay a foundation mm-hmm. for a relationship, um, especially, like I said, because it might be like another woman of, of color or worse she's like your elder and so you have the expectation and like she's experienced some things and like she knows better you know will treat you know those that she's managing um accordingly only to find out you falling victim to that person's like unchecked insecurities and foolishness because you can't you can't lay in the bosom of aunt ruckus not uncle ruckus but but aunt (laughs) 
Exactly. And I mean, like Ronnie said earlier, it's about calling a spade a spade, not bashing black leadership, because keep in mind, we're here for it and we definitely need more of it. But calling a spade a spade, not all leadership is good leadership, regardless of who's in charge. No, you can lead. The blind can't lead the blind. Oh, just saying. Yeah, talk about it. <laughs> I know somebody out there is listening and knows exactly what we're talking about. Please understand this is coming from a place of um, communication, mm-hmm. not coming from a racist perspective. Mm-hmm. It's not an attempt to discriminate. We just wanted to create a platform to speak our truth and right. to vent a little bit about our experiences as women and women of color. Mm-hmm. Because when we walk in a room, regardless of how much on dress code we are, mm-hmm. that's who we are. Mm-hmm. That's what that's you right. see. Um, and let's admit it, even the most professional and well put <laughs> together amongst us occasionally will have something that they need to get off their chest That's right. while sipping a little bit of tea yes, girl. or, in my liking, some <laughs> Hennessy. Just <Yeah>. that. <laughs> and so while we aren't claiming to have all the answers, we do hope that you'll join us as we work to peel back some of the layers and just kind of start to unpack, like, why is this happening? And get some solutions for how we can navigate these situations in the meantime. The um, best part about it? Mm-hmm. Is that we're going to bring this to you in under 20 minutes. Woo-woo. Possibly. Because sometimes <laughs> we talk. Um, which means you'll be able to finish this before you walk into that environment mm-hmm. on Monday morning. Right. Um, we'll give you snippets on our Instagram page at mm-hmm. Working While Black. No, we dropped that G. It's Working <laughs> While Black. Um, so you can know what you're going to walk into mm-hmm. on that Monday morning when you're listening to us. While you're fixing your morning cup of coffee, mm-hmm. getting your kids ready for school, telling yourself that affirmation in the That's mirror, right. girl, you can do it. You better be. You can listen to our voices. <laughs> Indeed. So tune in next week when we'll be talking about white girl victimization. And be sure to bring a friend because it only gets better from here. Maybe. <laughs>